to the Hotter Than Health podcast, a plant-dominant podcast for those looking to expand and elevate their lives. Each week, we will bring you provocative conversations and topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness to answer your burning questions. You will leave each episode with tangible tips and takeaways and understand what it truly means to live an energized and optimized life. And it's for me, it's very important to have my financial independence, regardless of who I'm married to, who I'm dating. It's something that I was little was very important for me because I for, because I grew up in such a, a culture where the man controls the money, controls the family, calls the shots. I was like, hell no, this is not who I'm going to be. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. My name is Eliza Gelman. I am your host today. If this is your first time listening to Hotter Than Health, thank you for being here. I know you're going to love this episode. Today we have an exciting episode talking all about the lymphatic system. We talk about holistic health. We talk about home births. We talk about UTIs. We go all over the place. We have Gigi on the podcast today. Some of you may know Gigi from the brand De La Heart, but Giordana Vogel, Gigi for short, is the chief empowerment officer at De La Heart. She's a holistic health coach and beauty enthusiast. She's the mother of two, wife, badass. She is also, I just have to say it because I know people will be Googling and looking her up on social media while this episode is going on. She may be one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen in my whole life. She has just this natural, radiant beauty. Her skin is flawless. This lady does not have a pore. She has the clearest eyes, her teeth, her smile, her hair, everything just exudes health and radiance from the inside out. We go through her story of how she started out really needing to take inventory of what was going on in her body. We talk all about some of the health concerns that she had, uh, ranging from UTIs to other chronic infections and pain in the body, and then going all the way through her yoga certification and then figuring out that what she really was meant to do was create a platform for others. So De La Heart is a health and wellness website, and it's a lifestyle brand from the heart. Natural beauty and skincare food, movement, and self-blog, self-blog, self-love. She's based in Miami, Florida, but her products have shipped all over the place. She's from Colombia, one of my favorite places in the entire world. So it's nice to hear a little bit about how she grew up and her culture. I hope everyone loves this episode. I I act like I'm going to be surprised if you don't, because I will. Truly, I loved having this conversation. Gigi is someone who she's just no bullshit. She speaks from the heart. She doesn't sugarcoat anything and she's graceful all at the same time. And I think that is such a powerhouse combination. Either way, before we get into today's interview, I wanted to say thank you so much for anyone who has written a review recently. We are doing a giveaway with this episode. So Gigi is going to be giving away one of the De La Heart kits. And in the episode, we'll talk more about her products, but we're going to be giving away a 
body renewal kit. It has oils and a lymphatic drainage and a dry brush, all of these amazing tools that she uses for her skin, her health, her uh, immunity, her, she even talks about cellulite, all of these different things. Like we go all over the place and she talks about how she uses these products and I'm super excited to use them as well. But someone is going to be winning a body renewal kit. All you have to do is follow us both on Instagram and go to my most recent post on Instagram on Hotter Than Health podcast and let us know your favorite part of this episode with Gigi. So follow us both, leave a comment, and you'll be entered in to win one of these amazing kits. And let's see, quick update as far as the podcast. All's going well. Nobody asked. Nobody cares. Anyways, we'll get into the episode in just a second, but quick plug to mention that if you are interested in doing a quick 30-minute nutrition consultation to see if the programs that I offer are a good fit for you, I am doing bookings for the beginning of July and the very end of June. So if you're interested, all you have to do is go on to my website, elizagwellness.com and book a free strategy call. So on that call, we'll just see if these programs are a good fit for you. If they are, amazing. We'll get you started. If not, then I will leave you with some resources and maybe some sense of where to go next. But I hope that that is helpful if you're interested in one of more the more intensive nutrition and wellness programs that I offer. They're three months long, intensive, and based in habit change, structure, mindset, nutrition, overall education on how to build healthy habits. And so far, people have been loving them. Without further ado, I am so excited to have Gigi on the podcast today. I know you all will absolutely love her. Don't forget to enter the giveaway. Follow us both on social media and leave a comment on my most recent post on Hotter Than Health podcast. All right, Gigi, thank you so much for being on Hotter Than Health. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to um, be in this space with you and be able to share a little bit about me and what I do and uh, who is Della Hart. I'm so excited. And I had only recently heard about Della Hart. And as soon as I did, I just clicked. And it reminds me a little of like goop and poosh all put in one but with a little more of a specific focus, I feel. Well, you know, goop and push are the dream, right? (laughs) Uh, That's who I aspire to become one day. Um, It's just a little harder when you're not a movie star (laughs) or a reality mega star, a cultural pop icon, but we're getting there and we will get there. (laughs) You'll get there. You'll get there. And at the end of the day, there's room for everybody. And I think that the large companies like Goop and Poosh, I feel like they like to support smaller, but growing companies like this, because their mission is just to engage and get people to raise awareness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you know, they're such an amazing platform. Um, they cover so many things. They have so many resources. And um, yeah, definitely, we would love to be in Goop and Push. So if you, anyone's listening, <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> yeah, tr- truly. Gwyneth, Courtney, you guys can come on the podcast anytime. That would be great. (laughs) Just hop on over. That would be really fantastic for downloads. Um, 
before we get into some deeper questions for anyone who isn't familiar with De La Hart or you, Gigi, can you give us a background and tell us a little bit about your story and where you came from? So um, my name is uh, Jordana Vogel. I go by Gigi Vogel. Um, I am originally from Colombia. I moved uh, to Miami when I was 15 years old and I have lived here since. I did a lot of, a little bit of work in New York City when I used to work in fashion right after college and I was traveling to LA and Vegas because I used to work in in the fashion um, wholesale business for a while. Um, I have a finance and international business degree. Never in a million years did I ever think this would be my journey at um, 34 years old, but I am so happy and I am so grateful to everything that took me um, to where I am today. Um, And (laughs) about 25 and overworked and underpaid in the fashion industry, my health started to take a toll and I obviously didn't understand why because I kept going to the doctor I kept getting a round of antibiotics and then I would get sick again and then I would go back and do the thing so it was this real vicious cycle and eventually somebody suggested that I went to see this lady that was a functional doctor and to be honest this was 10-11 years ago where it wasn't a thing. It was just not what we, there were no podcasts. There was no Instagram was just starting. It It was was like witchcraft. I feel like people thought that they were like witch doctors. Yeah. And I was like, listen, you know what? At this point I was, I was gaining random weight. I had terrible acne. I was super unhappy. I was unhealthy. And I was like, sure, you know, why not? So I went to see Dr. Etty and she gave me a different rundown on why this was happening. And I remember my, my um, antidote that I walked out with that day was start drinking a green juice every day, go buy yourself a juicer and here's some coconut oil. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so you know, after that, I used to, I, used, I was always a runner since high school. I used to run track and field and cross country. Um, and then in my early twenties, I was running half marathons and, and marathons. So I was in real physical pain. So I found yoga at the same time that I found functional medicine. And I started getting really intrigued with all these different aspects of health right? Because my definition of of health and and beauty and well-being was always defined by my looks, Uh, my weight, the number on the scale, how my jeans fit. It was never about how I feel. I would do whatever it took to lose five pounds, and then I would gain like 10 as a rebound. So it was really unhealthy. There was no self-love involved. It was just not a fun way to live. Um, and then on top of that, you know, a Miami party scene, like going out of sleep. 
no sleep, drinking, like I could outdrink any man. It was just like too much in my body. And naturally my body started to send me different messages alerting me that this was not working. Um, and I started to slowly change uh, my lifestyle, started to, as I found yoga, I started to look more within. I also, a couple of years after that, I started getting into plant medicine, ayahuasca, uh, mushrooms, a lot of hallucinogenics, uh, but not for the way that I had done them in the past, just more guided with shamans and and uh, people that are willing to help you do the work of looking within. And that's when really everything clicked and, and everything happened because I was able to bring light to a lot of shadows that were there in my life from, for, you know, childhood trauma, from teen trauma, other past lives, things from your parents or siblings, all the things you collect as you go through this life. And I was able to really release and understand of health as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then this was at this time when I was doing this process, I was super broke because I hated fashion. So I left fashion and then I started doing real estate, but I also hated real estate. And But then I had to pay my bills. So I had to like do it regardless. Like and a my full identity crisis. Yeah, my personality is, you know, I want to be the best at whatever I do, whatever that is, even if I hated it. So naturally, I was, you know, a, a top sales person in my real estate company. I was a top when I worked for Intermix, uh, a retailer in Miami and Ball Harbor, New York City. I was also a top producer. So I would I I do whatever it takes to be the best. Uh, and at that time, I was just learning to be the best without hurting myself, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this took a, a, a couple more years of work and, and it's a never ending work. And I'm still obviously actively doing. And now as a mother of two, that work is more heightened because every second with your kids is just showing you all your shit that you need to work on constantly. So, and then you're it, thinking, Oh my gosh, this is going to happen to them. How can I show up for them so that they don't feel this way? <laughs> right. Or this is not how I want to parent, or this is not what I want to do. And, and this is not who I want them to be, or this, you know, I would like them for them to be what I wasn't right. Which I think it's a big, parenting hack that you need to get out of the way because they're not you and you're not them and allowing them to be themselves. is like a whole other thing. That's yeah. That's really wise to say. Cause I think that a lot of people without knowing it, they, they thrust onto their children, what they couldn't accomplish or what their parents wanted out of them. And it's cyclical, but yeah. it's, it sounds like you you broke many cycles. You broke a cycle of health. Maybe that was what you had seen in your parents or even just the hustle and bustle, like being in Miami and even in Colombia. How old were you when you moved from Colombia? I was 14, 15. So you were, I, I, it was a big, lively lifestyle there. I was 
<laughs> yeah, very different. Uh, you know, uh, uh, at the end of the day, it is a third world country. So it was a big cultural change when I came to such a diverse city like Miami, because, you know, there was a lot of things that I had never seen before. A lot of cultural dynamics that are kind of like accepted back there and embossed in our DNA, but totally wrong in the eyes of the world. So it was a big change. It was a big wake up. I had to really educate myself in a way. Um, what was, and- what was the, what is something that comes to your mind immediately when you first moved here or to Miami? What was the first thing that you saw and you were like, holy shit, this is a different world. What, what is like a tri- big memory for you? I think my biggest memory was diversity. Um, you know, I grew up in a city where everybody looks the same and we are raised with the same, you have your same friends since kindergarten and the, then they, you know, your friend from kindergarten ends up being your husband. So it's a very closed community. And when I moved here, you have people from all over the world, every skin color, all these languages, we had exchange students, um, different religions in Colombia, you know, there is a small Jewish population, and, but 80% of the country is Catholic, a Roman Catholic Christian. So, you know, just that alone, it was very humbling and very eye-opening mm-hmm. to a lot of things that I truly had never seen before. And that was a really, that was a really formative year when you're 14 that's when most people I mean that's when you're going through puberty you're trying to figure out like how to flirt with guys you're trying to figure out what your own identity is but you don't you're still going off the guidance of everyone else and you're just still kind of copying to see what works for you and when you went through this big transition moving from uh, South America to Miami you you clearly had to relearn basically all of life and adopt all these new practices. And what, when we're talking about that, what would you say was a big moment when you realized that maybe you thought you wanted to be in fashion, but what was a big moment when you realized that you really wanted to work for yourself and be independent when you had overcome all of these other challenges Well, I always knew I was meant to work for myself. Deep down, I didn't know how, I didn't know when, where, on what, but I was just not a good employee. (laughs) And I hope my employers are not listening. I love you all, but I was just never interested in climbing that corporate ladder or the ladder at work. I was just not into when my companies used to offer this growth and I was just not into it. Yeah. Um, But I didn't know why, you know, and, and I, you know, and when I saw my friends getting better and better jobs, I was like, Oh my God, I'm such a loser. Look at them. They're already making a hundred thousand a year and I'm still here at 35 struggling, you know? Yes. (laughs) Yes. But there's something about it that, that I, I feel like I'm similar to you where I'll get 
competitive with myself just to try and reach and prove that I can. But as soon as I get there, I'm like, this isn't what I want. I want to be doing my own thing. You know, it's the adrenaline that drives you, not the actual desire of being in that position. You know, it wasn't until I met my husband and we were dating and he was like, what is he's 11 years older than me. So he, he's like, what is your dream? What would make you really happy? And I said, you know, I would love to just be able to share my journey of how I've been able to transform my life and, and find a way to monetize that. Because at the end of the day, you know, you, you, we need to live and make a living. Yeah. And, and it's, for me, it's very important to have my financial independence, regardless of who I'm married to, who I'm dating. It's something that I was little was very important for me because I, because I grew up in such a a culture where the man controls the money, controls the family, calls the shots. I was like, hell no, this is not who I'm going to be. Today's episode is brought to you by my favorite company of all time. You know it, you love it, Organifi. Organifi is a superfood, super juice company that I actually started working with more than six, seven, almost eight months ago. I have been consuming their green juice powder, their protein, as well as their probiotics for that entire time. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, it is the best and cleanest, most delicious green juice powder that I have ever had. That's one of my favorite products, but to go through a couple, just wanted to let you all know that you don't want to miss out on the chocolate gold. Chocolate gold is one of my favorites. I drink this nearly every night. It is a superfood relaxing cacao beverage. I drink it hot at night with a little bit of oat or coconut milk or just water and I sleep better, live better. I sleep throughout the night. It has a bunch of medicinal mushrooms and it has so many anti-inflammatory effects. I also love the protein. You guys, I just cannot get enough of these products. I use the protein in my oatmeal. I use it in my coffee for the chocolate one. I use it in my smoothies. My boyfriend uses it every single day. I can't tell you how many times per month my boyfriend will tell me, hey, when are we getting more chocolate powder? I said, look, I can't keep up with your demands. It is just ridiculous. However, we will not do any other protein. Not only does this protein taste amazing, but it also has digestive enzymes. It's glyphosate residue free, which means that it doesn't have that gnarly carcinogen that has so many other protein brands and supplement companies worried and scurrying. You don't have to worry about ingredients. This is absolutely the number one supplement company that I would go to for your green juice, for your protein, and for your superfood needs. Make sure you check out Organifi.com. And when you're on, when you're checking out, use the code HTH for 20% off at checkout. You're not going to get this discount anywhere else. But again, make sure it's Organifi.com, code HTH. You will not regret it. Try the protein, try the greens powder, and try the chocolate gold for your sweet tooth at the end of the night. Again, Hotter Than Health is sponsored by Organifi, code HTH at checkout. Two things that my clients come to me all the time struggling with is lack of consistent sleep as well as lack of energy throughout the day. 
those two things are absolutely tied together. So not only do you want to work with a nutritionist like myself to optimize your diet and your nutrient intake throughout the day to make sure you're getting everything that you need. But in order to supplement our sleep where we get most of our recovery done, I always send them towards Cured Nutrition. Cured Nutrition is a new sponsor of the podcast. I have been using their products for over a month, maybe a month and a half now. And I have to tell you, it is changing my life. Cured products have been designed with the intention to support all aspects of the daily human experience. So whether you're looking for natural energy, whether you're looking for a way to ease anxieties or discomforts, or just hit the reset button with a deep night's sleep, they have all of the answers. My two favorite products, which you can actually buy in a bundle, are the Rise as well as the Zen bundle. So this is great because the first time I took it, I actually had no idea how potent these were going to be. And I I was, I was, felt like I was almost bouncing off the raw walls with no jitters though. That was the thing. There was no jitters. It wasn't like you chugged a bunch of coffee or took an Adderall. It was such a calm rise in energy. So I love the Rise and the Zen. You can shop that bundle on the Cured nutrition website and make sure you're using the code HTH to get 20% off. Always check out the code HTH. I believe you can put it on a subscription. If you can't put it on a subscription, set a reminder. You know you're going to want these. The sleep pills have been absolutely life-changing. My boyfriend and I both use them. It encourages relaxation. It combats stress. It promotes deep sleep and REM sleep cycles. So you can wake up refreshed without feeling super drowsy. So This actually helps you stay asleep when you fall asleep, which is, I think, a huge issue that people are having. So this has things like magnesium, reishi mushrooms. It has valerian root, a little bit of hemp extract, no no CBD, or it's all CBD, no THC. And I'm telling you, this is changing my sleep game. Sleep is where muscle is made. Sleep is where fat loss is had. Sleep is where our recovery happens. It gets our brain working optimally. It helps us to reset. So if you're not seeing results that you need and you're also not sleeping well, what are you doing? Make sure you're checking out curednutrition.com and use the code HTH. You can check out the Zen Rise bundle in the show notes. Thank you so much for sponsoring today's episode. You're like, so, I'm making all my own money. <laughs> yeah, that was always with me. And um, so that those were, I think there are co- a couple of things that I, I was very clear on in from early on was that I wanted to work for myself and that I wanted to always be financially free. Yeah. How I got there, I, I had to figure it out and I'm still figuring it out. But I think that those really core values that you have are worth listening to and owning them and really honoring those little messages that your intuition sends you because that's the real guy you know and that's and I think that the clearer that you get within your lifestyle with your movement and the more you listen to your body when it's telling you something the more it will reward you by being more in tune with your intuition. I think your intuition just gets finer and finer and finer. And then it's like laser focused, the more clear that you become. And then boundaries become very clear. Other people respect you differently. You show up differently. And, and speaking of getting clear, I want to go back to where we started initially. You mentioned that you, you were getting all these signals coming 
saying that your body was starting to disagree with your lifestyle. Can you go into what were some specific issues that you were having? Because I want to talk about UTIs. It's, (sighs) it's like, I I heard your story of chronic UTIs and it was me. It was me. So can you share your experience? I used to, so the first time I had a UTI, I was, I think I was in college and I was in class and I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm going to die. So I ran to a farm, you know, got everything over the counter possible, then called my doctor, did the whole thing. Here's a round of, and I will never forget this Cipro. Yep. Yep. And so then you take it for 10 days and you're fine. Uh, six, eight weeks later, again. Wait, were your UTIs, I like to get very specific, were your UTIs more of the sensation of always having to pee or were you like, was it blood? Was it pain? Was it everything? Because some people have like the beginning and then. One of the times I ended up in, in at the ER because it had traveled to my kidneys from, you know, numbing it from over-the-counter stuff, it traveled to my kidneys. And I, the, the fever of the infection was so high that I started convulsing and just, I was out. And next thing I remember was waking up at the ER and, you know, they thought all these things were wrong with me. And after a CT scan, it was just a UTI traveled to the kidneys. Mm-hmm. So it, it got really bad. And, and, you know, that one time that I ended up at the hospital, so again, I would go home with medicine and get six or seven of these a year, which was brutal. I was losing all my hair from, from the heavy um, antibiotics. Uh, and then my gut was destroyed. So everything Nobody's that- telling you to take a probiotic afterwards. Nobody's oh. telling you anything. Nobody, nobody ever told me, hey, maybe you should cut sugar, you know? Hey, put some coconut oil in the morning and at night in your vagina. Or like sleep. (laughs) Yeah, or stop drinking. You know, like there's so much sugar and alcohol. Cut the alcohol. Uh, Nothing, nothing ever. So eventually, you know, my I was losing my hair. I was gaining weight. And you know, I'm I'm five two and I'm a petite frame. So you know, for me to gain eight nine pounds out of the blue, it's it's a lot. And I didn't understand why. So then I was barely eating because I was, you know, I was like, what is happening? And, and it, so it's just like so one thing stress on your body. Yeah. And then I was working out and running 10 miles. My body was like, we're going to die. <laughs> like, Go, right, I'm done with you lady. And like, we're just going to keep sending you UTIs until you get it. <laughs> yeah. Eventually I got it and I learned how to move differently. I transitioned into yoga. I started doing Pilates. I stopped running, which was huge for me because running for me was a way to calm, quiet my mind. It was just, I would just run and I was in the zone. So when I found meditation, uh, I think I was 28. I was 28 when I found meditation. That was life-changing. That's when I was able to break up with running that unfortunately for my body type, was not beneficial. My, my pelvis was um, misaligned. My knees were giving out. I pulled a hamstring. So it was just a lot of things that were telling me, Hey, and, and we, as, as 
when you're not in this work, you don't know what those things mean. You're like, oh, I just got injured. Oh, you are not. This is like your body is connected. Yeah. Saying like, this is not good for you. This is not how we're meant to move. This is not who you're not built for this, uh, you know? And I think we have to really honor who we are and, and what type of movement works for you. Maybe, you know, some of my friends that were in my running group, they're six two and they have this long legs. Like, yes, they are still running and they're thriving because they are built for that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was serving my physiognomy. And- physiology and I don't but the thing is the thing is is that so many people will keep getting these same injuries whether whether it's a UTI or maybe you have a bad knee or an IT band or hip issue and and so many times people will say okay I gotta fix my injury and then I can get back to running or I can get back to whatever whatever workout they were doing but what they don't say is okay, how did I get this injury in the first place? Am I misaligned? Do, is my running form off? People won't ever, it's rare that people will look at diagnostics, like what are they doing wrong, you know, and to try and prevent it from the next time. And okay. So you moved into more of mindful movement. You moved into yoga and Pilates and how did you find lymphatic drainage? Wait, before we do that, can you explain what is the lymph system? What is lymphatic drainage for anyone who doesn't know what that is? So, so they're, they're both connected. The, um, they're both connected in a, in a, in a, both stories are connected. So I used to do, when I started the blog, I would do a uh, girl of the month uh, features where I would go around and women in the community, women in wellness, and I'll just run a, a piece on them, interview them. But, and one of the questions was, what is your beauty secret? So one of the girls said lymphatic drainage massage. And she, uh, she was like seven months pregnant and looked amazing. I'm like, okay, I need to try this, whatever this is. Yeah. So I booked it, uh, my appointment. I had my first massage and I was like, whoa, this is everything I was missing in my life. This was five years ago. So uh, up until 30, I had already changed so many aspects of my nutrition, uh, my movement, my spirituality. I had done a bunch of, of, of um, shamanic work. So I was doing all the right things, but I was still not feeling 200%. And yeah, if you, the people that know me and, and my friends know that I always talk about superhumans I want to be a superhuman I want to be like the top of the top of the food chain I want to feel amazing I want to live to a hundred this is what I'm here for and this is why I lead the lifestyle that I do especially now that I have kids I'm like okay you know I'm here to stay and when I found lymphatic drainage was everything that I was missing to feel like a superhuman. I started releasing a bunch of excess fluid that wasn't there, toxins, my skin was glowing, my cellulite, I was thin and I was working out every day and I still had cellulite. I'm like, how does this happen? Well, maybe it's genetic. Oh, it's genetic. And then you accept these things that people tell you. But I'm, I'm not down with just taking the status quo. I want to sure there is certain things that are we're born with but 
I think there there's a lot that we can do. It's okay to want to change something. It's okay to want to want to work on something. Absolutely. And and you as long as you know what where it's coming from and as long as you're trying to become the best version of you not try to look like Giselle Bunchen, then that's that's okay in in my opinion. Yeah. So this was it for me. And while I was in the massage, they were using this tool. And I'm like, oh my God, I've seen this tool before. So I called my mom and I said, mom, do you remember when I was little da, 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 in Colombia, I used to get this massages? She's like, yeah, they're called lymphatic drainage and they use all these tools. I go, do you still have that tool? She's like, yeah, I think so. So, you know, as much as I love a pro-lymphatic drainage, they range anywhere from $150 to $300 a session. Yeah. And that's something that you need to do at least twice a week, three times a week to really notice any real difference. So, I mean, for me, that was not possible. Yeah, no. (laughs) I asked my mom to bring her tool and I started doing it myself. But her tool was from like 1999, super basic, different things. And I just felt like it could be so much better. So I started playing with this tool and having my carpenter make like another side to this and make it a little longer and make it a little wider. I'm like, this can work for the neck and we need an arm situation and it needs to be long so I can reach that gluteal fold and, and all these things. So it took me, I don't know how many versions, like eight or nine to get to where we are today. And then after I learned and I experienced the change myself, I'm like, every, every woman needs to have this. And that's how Della Hart skincare started. And then naturally we needed an oil to be able to do the massage. And then, you know, there was a toning agent and, and all these things that I have loved uh, for a long time, including shea butter, which is an ancestral ingredient. It's been around forever, but I was never able to find a really high quality shea butter until I finally sourced an African sourced, really high end buttery shea butter. I'm like, this is great. And that's what I used throughout both of my pregnancies. I didn't get one stretch mark and my kids were big. My kids were seven pounds each. I had big babies. So it's, it's everything that Della Hart is today. It's been based off of my own personal experience as I walk this journey of my life. Mm-hmm. That is relatable to a lot of women because at some point we've all struggled you know, you struggle with UTIs. I struggle with UTIs. Mm-hmm. It, someone else struggle with 90% of women have cellulite. It's, it's a common talk regardless sure. of build. So then I fell in love with the lymphatic system and everything it does for you. And the more that I learn and, and the more um, courses that I take and the more I educate myself and it just become the most amazing understudied undervalued system that just now it's getting some sort of attention Uh unfortunately in the past it's always been linked to cancer because that's the only time that you hear about lymph something but it's also if you look at it the other way around it's the system that will help you prevent any 
chronic disease, mm -hmm. if you keep it flowing, if you keep it, train it to be really effective and be really smart on, on getting everything flowing. And the way that I like to, to think of it is just a, we're, we're water, right? We're on average men and women, we're 60, 70% water. We are a water body. So any water body that is stuck, it becomes yucky, smelly frogs or, you know, like, yeah, well, stuck. yeah. But if you have a beautiful river, you go to Colorado and you see this river flowing and the water is beautiful and you see the salmon jumping and that's, that's who you want to be. It's like and they say you shouldn't drink the still water. You shouldn't drink like pond water, but then you go and you get the mountain, mountain water, like the mountain spring water. You can drink that fresh because it's moving and filtered naturally. Exactly. Okay. That's, that's how funny. I like health and the lymphatic system. So then now my thought process is, okay, who, how do I want to feel and who I want to be? And, you know, an anti-inflammatory diet contributes to that beautiful running flowy body of water. Processed food doesn't. Stress contributes to really optimal health. You know, and and that, that's what I like to share and make it really um, relatable to people. Yeah. I, I think we, you don't have right now, wellness is so overwhelming and there's so many trends and there's so many things. And the truth is that less is more. And if you just do one thing, like drinking water often, mm -hmm. and then you start building from there, you can end up in a really beautiful place. But if you start go online and order all these things, and then you have every, it, it, you're, you're like, mess. what a mess. I'm not doing any of this. Let me go have a glass of wine. <laughs> and I think that it's nice to, yeah, it's analysis paralysis. People just get so worked up and trying to be perfect with the perfect protocol, but it really doesn't exist. And it all starts foundationally. And, and you're so right. And going back to ancestral roots where we have more of a Ayurvedic and holistic and, um, like Chinese medicine, all of these things will help us flush out toxins. I think that that is the best. And I do want to get into that. So can you share with us? Okay. So lymphatic drainage, clearly you're going to, you're going to notice some almost immediate benefits. You'll notice more of a less swelling. You'll notice a little less low water retention if you're doing it regularly, but to support that, can you tell us a little about what you have found as far as your eating habits have changed? Like what did your eating habits used to be when you thought you were quote unquote healthy, but now how have they evolved to get you to superhuman level? Well, superhuman level, I am really into fasting. Um, I, every, not when I'm pregnant or breastfeeding, but I normally fast for 12 hours, 14 or 16, if I'm really feeling it. Um, I like to drink my food a lot. So I'm huge on soups and you will see on the blog, there's all these soup recipes and mm -hmm. huge on a plant rich diet. I am not vegan. I am not fully plant-based. I like to sprinkle animal product because Salmon, for example, has really powerful omegas that 
your skin and your hair and your nails and your tissue will really thank you for. So I like to add those things, but um, I like to keep it limited. I don't eat red meat. I white meat. Uh, personally, I'm not really into it, but I'm not against it. Like if I go to dinner and or or somebody like a friend's house and that's what they have, I, I don't yeah. give myself a hard time uh, or my children. Um, I just don't like to cook animals at home. I feel the much. exact same way. I'm like, be flexible, be plant dominant, yeah. but I, I, there's something moral about cooking the animals at home. My, my boyfriend does it, but I won't purchase it. I just won't. you know, but that's just a, that's a moral thing. And I, I don't believe in, I don't believe in that, but also I understand that people change and that's fine. It works for some people. Yeah. You know, for me, it's just, I don't like to, I don't like how they feel. I don't like the energetic vibe around them, but you know, if I I can eat it, I guess, I I don't know what that makes me, (laughs) but there's no label, you know, there's doesn't need to ever be a label. And so what are your thoughts on alcohol and what are your thoughts on? Okay. So your, your kid is having a birthday party. Like, are you having a cupcake or are you absolutely not? Or are you just going to try and find healthy cupcakes for the babies? Um, so alcohol, I used to have a really messed up relationship with alcohol I was an emotional drinker. I drank way too much. And I was able to heal that relationship with the help of plant medicine. Um, I I was sober for a year once, eight months was. So I've been sober for periods of time. But um, now I can enjoy half a glass of wine, one cocktail on vacation, but I am not a big drinker. Uh, it's just not something, it's, it's just not my thing. Yeah. And not totally. friend. I did it. But, you know, my husband is a huge wine person. So, you know, I'm always yeah. trying something or whatever. Um, and as far as sugar, I am not into sugar, processed sugar. And neither are my kids. In fact, I do a very different food intro with my children where we don't present sugar for the first almost year. Um, And we mean what kind of sugar do you mean? I mean, are they having sweet potatoes, dates, those kinds of things? All the really sweet fruits we present at the end. Okay. So the first things they're, they're eating as cereals and then we move to orange foods. Then we do greens for a long, long time. And then we introduce berries and we start building from low um, glucose, sugar level, to the highest. With the exception of bananas, because it's such an easy food for the baby in the beginning. Uh-huh. So, but like a really sweet orange and other fruits. Sure, that like the dark berries, low glycemic index. Yeah. We all we, we introduce at the end. Um, and in general, in my house, if we're going to do a party, there's always a, a better alternative to everything. Mm-hmm. And that's who we are. And that's um, what my kids know. So if they're eating yogurt, it's a coconut yogurt. If they're eating 
uh, gummy bear. It's a plant-based gummy bear sweetened with stevia. And, and that's what they know. If it's ice cream, it's coconut ice cream, homemade. I make these popsicles for them with just fruit and no sugar, just coconut water. So that's um, what they know. And that's what we do. And in fact, my parties are always kids friendly, but always, always, I try to search for the best possible alternative to what is normally yeah. presented. So like, instead, you would get, you would get like smart sweets, not even smart sweets, but you would get some almond flour instead of regular bleached flour, <laughs> something like that. But what if, and this is because we have a lot of moms who listen to the podcast. Let's say, okay, yeah, we can definitely cook in the house as best as we can. And we want to make those healthy changes, but then kids get older, they go into schools, they have other kids, birthday parties. I was the kid who had really healthy food at home, but then like, it would just be quinoa in a jar. And I'm like, ah, I just want to eat, you know, but so I'm like eating handfuls of quinoa, but, but then I would go to a friend's house and then they would have Cheetos or Capri Suns and things that I never got to eat. What is your mindset when your kids go to other birthday parties or school? Well, um, my kids are still little, so I'm not there yet because my oldest is uh, a little over two, but I see it at birthday parties and I, we just go for it. Okay. Go for it. Have fun. You want that blue, bright blue, neon green cupcake? Go for it. Enjoy it. And what I've noticed is that it tastes really funky for her because that's not what she knows. So she, it's not the flavor. Yeah. The colors are enticing and all the other kids are eating it. So she looks at me like I go, yeah, go for it, eat it. And then she makes a face like, this is not what I'm used to. Or the perfect example is uh, I, I order her in Miami. We have this, this vendor called the old sky. So he makes really beautiful donuts all made with oat flour and really high quality ingredients. And they're beautiful. So that's what every Friday we, we get them for play dates or to bring to school or whatever. And then we went to a party where they had, I think, Krispy Kreme donuts. And she's like, donut. I go, yeah. She grabbed it, she ate it, and she was like, what is all this chemicals? This is disgusting. And she was took two bites and moved on. So I really let them explore. And if she wants to eat it, she'll eat it. And and it I don't like, like it sounds like I, they're just not addicted to sugar. <laughs> no, and, and they're not. And you know, I think we're not sugar monsters, they're not. Uh, our lifestyle doesn't revolve around sugar mm-hmm. and, and I, and we're all okay. And this, and also my husband and I really have like a really healthy relationship to food. If we are at a, at a party, we eat, whatever, it's not uh, no guilt. There's no dogma. There's no judgment around food. Food is there. And if that's what they're serving at the birthday party, enjoy it, whatever. And when we get home, you'll have zucchini soup for dinner because that's what we eat here. And, mm-hmm. and you choose to eat it or not, Love you know, that. that's to eat anything. And, and so far it's worked. I don't know how it's going to be as they get older and they go to like the movies and, you know, sure. all. Sure. but 
Well, see, they're just... like extra butter on the bottom, like putting the M&Ms yeah. in the bottom of the popcorn. Yeah, I, in my in my personal experience, my parents were never like, oh, you can't eat this. Oh, you can't eat that. It was just more like meal time is a family time. This is what we have and this is what you're going to eat. We mm-hmm. didn't eat out a lot because it was not in our culture to eat out all the time. Yeah. And I tried that at home we eat we eat I cook and and we always eat home so I think if we just keep that I mean we'll be fine I hope I think (laughs) you're gonna be fine look I mean y'all will be fine you are in good hands so I want to keep on the topic of motherhood and ask you a couple of questions just about that because I was doing some research before we hopped on and you were mentioning that your pregnancies were two totally different experiences and that you posted some picture or some video and it looked like you were meditating while you were in labor. I was. Okay. Can you, I, I don't have any children and I'm just so interested. I have zero expectations. Can you talk about your experience and how you were able to meditate while you were in labor well when I got pregnant the natural thing to do was to go see my gyno OB and they, they just kind of put you in this line of every what is it four weeks you come in you do this at this time it was very cookie cutter and I just felt like it wasn't my thing um I'm also I'm not, I don't love hospitals. I don't, you know, some people feel really safe around doctors and hospitals. I am not one of them. So it just didn't feel right to have my kids there. So I started looking into one of my really good friends is a doula. And I never really understood what she did because when you're not into kids, you don't really care. You know, you're not like, into kids until you're about to have a kid. Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly, I was never into kids. I never wanted children. I, so I thought, you know, I was not that girl at all. And so then when I was pregnant with my first kid, I was like, okay, I want you to be my doula. And then she started talking about all, like all these things and what it meant and, and our options and the laws and the requirements and insure and all these things go on in the system. And I was like, okay, send me some numbers. I need to meet with this midwives. And I met with a few and really connected with Dana Gordon, who is based in Miami. And she's the most amazing human being. I I got into midwifery. Um, My husband didn't feel comfortable with me just doing the natural vibe. So we made an agreement that I would see both. And if my simultaneously... And we had to pay out of pocket because obviously yeah. insurance wouldn't. Um, and he and I said, if my pregnancy allows and I'm healthy and everything is optimal, I would like to have a home birth. He goes, deal, but we're not going to make that call until we know it's we're there. I'm like, okay, I can live with that. So we went through it and. Thank God my pregnancy was, my first pregnancy was textbook. And we just got lucky that we were able to do it at home. And my daughter was born, I think, 10 days before 
the the first lockdown of the pandemic. So then everybody was like, oh, did you choose to have your kids at home because of COVID? I'm like, no. (laughs) Oh, those people, poor people with this virus. How how nice is it that you were able to consciously make that decision for yourself instead of being forced into some situation that you didn't want to be in? Sure. So, you know, my first birth was really beautiful. It was very long. It was 17 hours of labor. And my only real tool for pain was my breath and my meditation practice. So um, that was all I had uh, to navigate. So you didn't use any like TENS machines. You didn't use any balls or massages or water. My doula, she would help me with pressure and massage and I was walking around and I was sitting on the pool. I was getting in and out of the pool, but ultimately my daughter ended up being born in my bedroom. I was squatting and she was born and it was, did you know that she was like crowning? And so you just squatted like, that's what felt most natural. Yeah, because, you know, when you don't interrupt birth, you're, it just takes, your body knows what to do. Your body knows that this baby needs to come out and it will, and if you allow it, and if you just become a vessel for this to happen, it just happens. Mm. You, when the moment that you feel the baby's coming, you're, you do what you need to do to hold space for that and that was really beautiful that to have that experience with my daughter was an amazing beautiful transformative experience that you know I was lucky enough to be able to duplicate with my son also and that's the video that you're talking about with my son I was like hell no I'm not gonna be in labor for 17 hours we're about this shorter, right? <laughs> so really determined. And I was really, I already knew what I, you know, I had done it before. The first time I was just kind of like holding space for like the body to do what it needed yeah. to do. This a bit more in charge. And my I was a lot stronger um in my mind. Um I really prepared throughout throughout my pregnancy by sitting in long hour, hour and a half meditations that really strengthen my mind. Yes. Really training. Yeah. And so when I started feeling the contractions, I was like, okay, here we go. And I was just eyes on the prize. And every time one contraction came, I would sit real still and, or find a comfortable position that would allow me to navigate those 30 or 40 or 50 seconds. I was timing them at the same time with, with an app. And I was texting my midwife because they were stuck in traffic because it was Monday rush hour. I was like, where are you guys? This baby's coming. I love that you're saying that. Like there are so many things that you've said that have stuck with me. First, you said you squatted. It's never made sense to me how people could like, cause you wouldn't, you wouldn't poop laying down. I feel like that wouldn't be as natural. So I'm just thinking that that's never made sense to me. But then you also said, okay, you were using this breath as a tool. You were training for birth. You were mentally strong. But when you're in that moment, I feel like you're just going to want to scream out in pain. And if you can, 
I mean, I say this as having no children, so don't listen to me at all, but like, funny because you're telling the story that Hollywood's told us about birth, you know, yeah. the girl, the hospital, like, oh, I'm dying. Oh my God, the baby's coming. Ah! And it, it like takes your power away. Is that the complete opposite? Because you cannot give this energy away, right? And yeah, I'm like, how are you screaming at the same time that you're pushing? All the air has to come. All the air needs to be conducted down. So yeah. you're breathing a certain way. You're not screaming. You're 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 really in in it, and and that's the real birth, not the Hollywood birth. I have it's a question, <laughs> and this is again getting too detailed. When you were giving birth, now I'm just so fascinated about birth. When you were doing a home birth, I think a lot of people think that you're in your sheets and there's blood everywhere all over the room. Can you paint a picture of what that, uh, what that looks like? Are you, is there plastic wrap, saran wrap all over everything? Like what's going on in the room? Um, no, no. I think, um, for my daughter, I was in, you know, my, my, what we did, we did buy a, a mattress protect, protector um, because obviously, you know, you bleed, sure. there's water, water whatever. Um, but I think that was pretty much it. I did buy a, diff- a new set of sheets <laughs> and have a ton of towels around. And um, when the midwife knows, because they, 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 they do, my midwife has delivered something crazy, like 450 babies at home or something. Um, she, she sees your body language. So when she knows the baby's coming, they put like the, the doggy wee-wee mats under you. And, and then the baby, okay. you know, they wrap it in a towel. It's, it's really beautiful. It's not as messy as you were thinking. I know, um, of course, but I think like from movies and from all these yeah, different yeah. books and that's what I know. I was the same way. I was like, oh my God, what do you mean? I have to sit there attached to my placenta. <laughs> what? And then you have to like push out the placenta apparently and it's a whole nother birth. No, but that one, that's not true. That one oh. just comes on and after okay. you. When? I guess that's after it. you're so distracted, you're like, I have a baby now. So no, you're in this like ecstasy oxytocin you you know it's just pure love and 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 high vibes you I think if I think that's what when people say heaven that feeling that that hormone exchange and and that love that heart expansion and you have your partner there with you and and you're at, at home and the lights are dim and you just gave birth to your your baby it's just like the most magical experience that you don't you don't know what they're happening you don't know when the placenta comes out you never yeah all those things are just so like not you not even like registered yeah well it sounds like you had amazing home births and and from for someone who only hears about it that's if I could have one I would prefer it be like that and I think that we could all take a page meditation wise I think that it's really important because we we think so often about what are we eating what supplements how are we moving during our present pregnancy but how are you training your mind for this 
labor. This is an event. It's for some people, like you said, it's like 24 hours, 36 hours, 48 hours. And you know, I think that training yourself mentally is huge. And before we get into rapid fire questions, your skin is insane. I mean, all of you, you're stunning. Your hair is like to your, to your hips, your, everything is just glowing. Can you, what are some of your favorite, um, beauty and skin tips? And if you have ever gotten any type of cosmetics done, what do you do supplementally for your skincare? So uh, my skincare routine really comes from the inside out. And I know this sounds cliche, but I drink a ton of green juice in the morning, every morning. I drink a lot of water. I supplement with vitamin C. Um, I also put vitamin C on my skin as part of my uh, skincare routine. I breathe, meditate a lot. I don't get any sun on my face whatsoever. You will never catch me without my infamous visor. Those visors are beautiful too. I need to get one. They're gorgeous. I will send you one. And not only are they super chic, but they really protect. I designed them in a way that they protect your skin and your neck and and be really, really purposeful. Um, as far as procedures, I do I do something every six weeks. So I love hydrofacials um, because I don't like the normal facial where they pick at your skin. I find that that makes me break out more. Um, I do a laser called Pico laser that um, helps has helped me with my hyperpigmentation that I got from my pregnancies. Uh-huh. And it's a beautiful, non-invasive, no downtime laser. Um, I get light Botox on my forehead mm-hmm. and so long because I'm literally pregnant back to back for three years. <laughs> and when I got it, I was like, God, this is awesome. <laughs> like a whole new, um, whole new face. Yeah. And um, what else? I do um, almond oil around my eyes. I, you know, I keep it really simple. I think less is more. I use jojobas moisturizer in the winter in the summer, I do the the Avene light moisturizer. I like to keep because I live in Miami and it's so hot and you're always sure. sweaty. Cover my skin or make it too heavy. I hate makeup. I I don't love makeup, so I you'll always catch me bare skin or with my sunscreen that has a little bit of tinted moisturizer. That's what, what you're seeing. What is your tinted moisturizer? Elastin um, skincare. It's the okay. tinted. Okay. Cause I was going to say you, you look like you're about to walk the red carpet, but you, I mean, I don't understand how, I mean, goop has got to watch the fuck out. I swear. Okay. <laughs> Before I let you go, thank you so much for all of this. Let's get into some rapid fire questions. I'm excited. Okay. You, you said that you used to work in fashion and you have this amazing lifestyle, health, wellness, skin blog. What, who are some of your favorite style icons? So for style, I love this Danish influencer blogger. Her name is Pernil Tysbeck. Okay. She most beautiful style. I try, I, I try to shamelessly copy everything she wears. Um, I love Rosie Huntington Wyatt. Yes. Uh, she's 
so flawless. I love, I love her. her husband. And lately that I feel more playful in this whole like new me after having kids. I'm really liking Dua Lipa's fun, eclectic style. Oh my God. What good answers. Those are amazing answers. You are fashion. Okay. If you were a cocktail or beverage, what kind would you be? I would be a spicy margarita. Love it. Salt on the rim or no? Tagine. Tagine. Genius. Okay. And an orange slice. I've been changing up my order and it's just an orange slice. I love it so much. And then uh, what is one lesson that you want your children to learn most? Empathy. Great answer. What is your number one skincare tip? Um, hmm. I would say drink water. Classic. Love it. And then what is your favorite De La Heart product? Oh, that was so hard. Cause <laughs> it's sick. It depends on what I'm going through right now. I'm really into the visor cause it's summer. It's so good. It's so good. It is so good. Okay. That was a great answer. Well, for anyone who is looking for you, I'm sure everyone is on their phones trying to see what you look like. I'm like, guys, check it out. She's a goddess, but you are also glowing. You're glowing. So where can everybody find you and where can everybody find De La Heart? Um, well, you guys can find Della Hart at delahart.com. It's a, both our website. We have our shop with all our products. We also have our journal where you can find everything I write. I write about lifestyle, a little bit of travel, recipes, uh, motherhood. And you can also find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and a little bit in Twitter at Della Hart. And you can DM me at Delahart, or you can shoot me an email at gigi at Delahart.com. Oh, thank you so much. We are so excited to have you on and I can't wait for everybody to hear this episode. You're the best. Thank you so much. I'm really, really grateful. This was such a fun conversation and let's hope we can do it again soon. Part two coming up, but we'll go, yeah. to, we'll go to Columbia next time. Whatever you- <laughs> right, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health with Gigi from De La Heart. I know you absolutely loved that episode. Remember, we are doing a giveaway. All you have to do is follow Gigi and myself on social media, on Instagram, and go to the Hotter Than Health podcast and rate this episode. Let us know how you liked it. What was your favorite part? And you'll be entered in to win one of her skincare and wellness kits from De La Heart's website. Thank you so much for listening. I am so excited for you to be here with us this week. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow us, leave a review on iTunes. It really, really helps. And without further ado, I will leave you to the rest of your weekend and we'll talk to you next Thursday.